When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. You love them, you hate them, and you can't stop talking about them. Announcers, analysts, pundits, they're all fair game. It's Sports Media Mayhem with Alex Reamer. Time to let it rip. And welcome back to the Sports Media Mayhem podcast. As I said in the open, big, big show today. Our first of two guests is one of our first of two returning champions, Michael McCarthy. Covers sports media for front office sports. Michael, how are you? Happy New Year. I'm great. Happy New Year and great to be back. Yes, great to have you back. Um, so, yeah, let's get right into it. You wrote about Skip Bayless and DeMar Hamlin, and you had a, a really interesting nugget in your piece about the status of Skip and Shannon's relationship, which I think we saw uh, at the start of their show Wednesday morning. I'll get to that in a moment. But first, let's just start here with. I guess the big picture question that I've been wondering, uh, Skip Bayless, as we know, has said a lot of awful things and a lot of, uh, you know, uh, really controversial things for quite some time. But the blowback here for me feels a little bit different. Do you think that Skip Bayless has finally crossed the line? And as I wrote today, could this be the end of him as an on-air guy at Fox? Uh, I think he... He has finally crossed the line, but I don't think it's the end of him as an on-air talent at Fox. Uh, when you look at FS1's daily lineup, who else do they have? You know, Craig Carton, you know, recently in jail for a Ponzi scheme. Uh, you know, it's basically Skip and Colin. They're the anchors. Uh, so besides Colin Cowherd, I mean, if they're going to get rid of Skip, who are they going to replace him with? The other thing, too, is remember, this is Fox. <laughs> right. Remember when Fox used to run those schlocky TV shows and they'd say, you could only see it on Fox. That's right. Because nobody else would put anything like that on. I mean, you know, Skip being a troll who crosses the line and outrages people is built in to Fox's business plan. That's what they want him to be. That's yeah. how they use him to attract viewers. So, uh, you know, I, I, I think... You know, the outrage over his comments the other night were genuine. But do I think, you know, it will affect his career at Fox? No, I hmm. don't. Well, I, my question is, what are Undisputed's ratings? Are they Is that the most highest rated show on FS1? Uh, I think it pulls in about a, 100K uh, a day. It's been lapped by Stephen A. Smith and First Take. Uh, Stephen A. Smith was Skip Bayless's former partner on First Take, and uh, Stephen A. Smith has just you know exploded past 
uh, his old mentor, Skip Bayless. Uh, but, uh, you know, those numbers are, are actually pretty good for FS1 and pretty good for a daytime show that has almost no production costs whatsoever besides salary for Skip and Shannon and uh, Jen Hale. So, uh, you know, all in all, I, I think if you're FS1 and you're trying to, you know, build a network and build some leaded studio programming, they would uh, point to Undisputed as one of their biggest successes. Hmm. That's interesting because, I mean, just from my vantage point, like we know that Skip is a carnival barker, cartoon character troll, has been for so many years. I mean, for such a long duration of his career. But I just felt like, you know, that tweet after Damar Hamlin, it wasn't the worst thing he said by far, but just so ill-timed, wondering how the NFL can postpone this game. And then I think even more egregiously, refusing to apologize. Just to me, it comes across more than ever as just so corny and just over the top. And listen, I used to be a talk show host, as you know, so I'm definitely down for over the top wrestling characters as right, right. their sports takes. But I don't know, Skip, it, this one just seemed like, ugh, like, can we drop it down a little bit? But as you said, I guess, um, I guess people still are watching him more than anything else they have. Yeah, I, I think you make an, an excellent point, and it's a point that really hasn't been explored that much. Uh, his tweet was not that bad. Right. You know, and he tried to clarify it. But the problem with, with Skip Bayless is he's been a troll for so long, nobody's willing to give him the better for the doubt. And when he dropped that tweet at a at a moment when the entire country was frozen, you know, hoping that this young man could live, that, you know, the poor kid is literally on the field fighting for his life, and Skip is worried about the schedule and playoff seedings, it, it was just beyond obtuse you know, beyond crass. I mean, however way you want to put it. So, you know, even though his tweet wasn't that bad, I think the reaction was justified. Mm. Yeah, and, and, and that's a point I wanted to make too. I think this is really about Skip's overall body of work. You go back to a couple years ago, uh, belittling Dak Prescott for admitting he suffers from depression. Uh, I saw someone tweet the other day, Michael, that Skip Bayless, five days after 9-11, wrote a column in the San Jose Mercury News, lambasting athletes for, you know, not talking about sports and not giving him a distraction, which if you're at that today, I think anybody would be fired, no questions asked. Um, so yeah, I really think this is much more about the body of work and the tweet itself, because as you said, the tweet itself, he said much worse. Yeah, I, I would agree. It's the body of the work. It's the fact that he's deliberately been a troll for so long that even if this wasn't the worst thing he said, you know what I mean? Just the timing of it was so bad and so Skip Bayless-like, so Skippian uh, to, to drop that little turd into the punch bowl, you know, just set people over the edge. I mean, this wasn't just, you know, an internet thing. These are athletes calling him out. Right. Uh, you had Scott Ackerson, the former Fox right. president, who he dropped this expletive-filled Crazy, you know what I mean? Crazy tweets that basically, you know, said God's curse on you, Skip Gale, Skip Bayless, and I'm ashamed that I ever worked for a network that's paying you millions of dollars. So yeah, I mean, this was not just some ginned up controversy. I mean, you you had literally people across the spectrum, you know, famous people, athletes, executives, uh, media people, 
you know, condemning uh, what he did. And you know what I mean? And rather than skip, you know, trying to, you know, be human about it, you know, as we all know, he doubled down. I'm not going to take down the tweet. I'm not going to apologize. And then, you know, yesterday he goes on his show and he paints himself as the victim. Right. Uh, somehow he's the put upon one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, is it all a work? Is it a con? Is it really him? I, you know, I think it's a little of, of all of them. I think they're all true. Uh, I've met Skip. I've interviewed him uh, in person. You know, he's kind of likable. Uh, but you do get the sense that what you see is what you get. Uh, you know, this is a guy who believes he's right about everything and nobody can tell him otherwise. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And, and I've read, I, I, you know, many interviews with Skip over the years, and this is a little separate from our conversation now, but he just seems like such a weird guy. I mean, doesn't he eat like chicken and rice and broccoli every night of the week? He still lives on East Coast time, even though he lives in Los Angeles now. He just comes across as like the most, the, the biggest hardo I think you could ever imagine, which adds to some of the distaste, <laughs> at least for me, yes. you know? He's, he's kind of like a human cartoon. You're right. I mean, like he eats the same, uh, you know, meal every, every night, you know, uh, Ernestine, his wife, who's a lovely, wonderful person, you know what I mean? Has to, you know, wait on date night and weekends until right. the Laker game is over so he can bash, you know, LeBron. Uh, he's 71 years old, but, you know, you can see the guy is fit as a flea. Uh, you know, he's in terrific shape mentally and physically. So this is what he lives for. He lives to be Skip Bayless. He lives to, you know, see his name trending. He lives to get this kind of, you know, uh, flack uh, where, you know, he feels like the world is against him and, you know, he's got his back to the wall and he's going to be the truth teller. So, yeah, I mean, this is par for the course. Uh, and, and the crazy thing is, too, Tuesday night, he goes right back to live tweeting NBA games, which is just which is just nuts. But he follows nobody on Twitter either. So he literally tweets in an echo chamber. Um, let's get to this, too, Michael. You had some new reporting in your piece on front office sports. What is the status of Skip Bayless's relationship with Shannon Sharp? Well, um, we had heard uh, for a while now that the partnership was deteriorating. And even before this blow up we heard that the relationship between Skip and Shannon had reached an all-time low, uh, to use the quote from uh, one of our uh, sources. Uh, and you know, now you throw this into it, and you really have to question how long you know these two are going to remain uh, on air together. Uh, I mean, th these shows are like a marriage. Uh, Stephen A. eventually broke up with uh, Kellerman uh, on first take. And, you know, Skip and Shannon have been together for six years. That's actually a very, very long and impressive run. But, you know, these things tend to run their course. And uh, I, I think you saw it 
a month ago when, you know, Skip basically insulted Shannon to his face. Right. Uh, over the Tom Brady thing, you know, he's like, you're not as ever, you're not as good as Tom Brady. You never will be. And, and Shannon kind of blew a gasket. And then you, you saw it with Shannon deliberately choosing not to go on the air with Skip uh, on Tuesday when the whole world was against Skip. And then you saw it really incredibly today. I thought it was incredible television where, you know, Skip didn't even let Shannon speak for more than a minute before he interrupted him right. and insulted him again. And, you know, at, at that point, I, I actually thought, you know, Shannon might have walked off the set. Yeah. So, yes, it, it, Alex, there's trouble in paradise. Uh, the relationship is deteriorating. You know, can it be saved? Sure. Uh, you know, they, they, they both have, you know, millions of reasons in their contract to stay together uh, on a show which is still successful. But, you know, people are people. And it wouldn't surprise me if they broke up. So, and my last thing on this, this has been floated around in some areas of the internet, but you're saying that there's, this is not staged. Because I saw some people say, oh, I never know with these guys. But I mean, I saw it Wednesday. That looked very real and uncomfortable. You're saying that yeah. what we saw is actually what's going on. Here, here's why I don't think it's staged. I mean, I think a lot of the things you see on these shows are staged. Uh, you know, they're kind of a rep, pro wrestling work. Here's why I don't think it was staged and why I don't agree that this is all a con. If this was staged, then Shannon Sharp should have been on the air on Tuesday. Right. Right? Because right. Undisputed and First Take get their biggest ratings the day after the, the NFL week is over. Right? Tuesday. So they can analyze all the games. Skip can praise the Cowboys. Stephen A can bash the Cowboys. Ha, ha, ha. You know, let the ratings tumble in. So, you know what I mean? For him to skip that day, you know what I mean, uh, is important. Also, I mean, this is talking about a pro football Hall of Famer here, Alex. I mean, if any day was poised to use mo to generate monster ratings, it would have been the day after the NFL literally came to a halt in concern over one man's life. Right. You know? So if it was staged... You know I mean, then the move would be to get Shannon Sharp in there, not right. to let him walk away from right. the show. I'm, right. Actually, I'm hearing that the, the executives at Fox were not pleased that he didn't show up because of that reason. You know, mm. th this was the opportunity for, you know, maybe an all time rating for the show. Mm. So that's why we've been staged. The other thing, too, is we all get a little too full of ourselves on Twitter. We all think we're so small. No way. We're still dealing with people. You know what I mean? We're still dealing with egos. You know what I mean? Sometimes people do the right thing. Sometimes people do the wrong thing. Sometimes even if it's against their self-interest, they just had enough. You know, it's like a marriage. I, I can't stand you anymore, and I'm moving out. And, you know, so I, I think that you have a point. I think a lot of the things on these shows are staged. But what we saw this week on Undisputed was not. And we'll see if Shannon walks off. He seemed awfully close Wednesday. Michael McCarthy, insight appreciated as always. Thank you so much. Thank you.